0: wildcats to Weber state weekly i'm your host a man sitting in for our duly departed leader colby peterson who is a socialist when it comes to halloween candy and the dad tax and ate all his kids of candy so he had to miss tonight's show i'm sean lewis tonight on the show we have a guy who generously offered candy and was left without a bowl ac what the crap i left my bowl out there you could take as much as you want and you take my bowl what <laughs> welcome to utah man next a man that once dressed as a golfer for three street halloweens mr john king sometimes the best costume is a last minute costume and finally a newcomer to our show a woman who left the light off and still got trick-or-treaters brooke minnick
1: <laughs> come on listen to the rules that's a unwritten rule don't go to the house If the light's off
0: on today's show, we have the Weber state weekly women's sports spectacular. We have interviews with volleyball head coach, Jeremiah Larson and senior center, Ashland power soccer with coach Mike Manning, assistant coach and senior midfielder, midfielder, Miley broad and women's basketball with coach Valada Harris and junior guard Cheyenne Johnson. But first subscribe, follow we're on the Twitter. We're on the Instagram We've got a website, WeberStateWeekly.com. Help us spread the word to all your Wildcat fans. All right. Kicking off our Weber State weekly women's sports preview, uh, we're starting with the volleyball team. We've got with us today Coach Jeremiah tutal Larson and Senior Setter Ashlyn Power, who, by the way, I believe has the best last name in all of sports. Welcome to the show. It's good to
2: be here. Thanks
0: for having us. Thank you. So... Um, first off coach congratulations on signing a new four-year extension to be coach of the Wildcats. Uh, very proud of the, the work that you've done. You're in your uh, sixth season. And, uh, first off, we just want to, we just want to get right down to brass tacks. What's it going to take to overcome Northern Colorado as a top team in the big sky conference this year?
3: Yeah, you know, we're gonna, they're good. I mean, they're returned a lot of kids and they lost their libero, which we're hoping hurts them a lot more than, than it hurts or helps us a lot more. So, um, the bottom line is we gotta be able to be really good. Um, we gotta get a lot better in a lot of aspects and and fill the roles that the people who graduated left behind, and that's gonna be a challenge for sure. Um, but I think uh, Danny Nay, Rylan Roberts, Sam Sheese is a wonderful volleyball player, and Emma Mangum, who will take over from Megan Knighting, is kind of a freakish athlete. She's six five, touches about ten six. 10-5, 10-6, she's, a, she's pretty athletic and, and has a great arm. So we're hoping they, they kind of fill in some leadership roles and some, some really good athletic roles so that way we can we can find, the, find a way to make those two extra points that we didn't quite get to, to lose that heartbreaker in the fifth set last year.
0: So, Coach, um, one of the things we wanted to ask you is what are what are the team goals for this year and what will determine success for this team?
3: Yeah, you know, we're pretty basic in our program. Um, our team goals is to go out and compete every single night. I know that sounds really cliche, but, but success is not measured in our program by wins and losses. It's about are we competing? Are we competing with the top teams in our league? Um, I think that's going to be something we can do if we 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 fine tune some things with our ball control and and our offense has got a little more dynamic than it was last year, which is nice and so um I don't I, to be honest, that's really the most stereotypical answer a coach can give you is hey, we're gonna work hard, we're gonna get better, and we're gonna compete, but to be honest in our program, we to this day don't ever think about winning and losing. it's about are we getting every better are getting better every play, and are we leaving the gym better than the way we found it and so that's a tall order because the team last year left a really, really steep mountain to climb. So we're trying to just meet, meet them where they were at. I, th-
0: I think the university said it was the second best season in wildcat history for volleyball last year. So you, that's some, some tough shoes to fill. Yeah. AC's got a question.
4: <clears throat> yeah. I've got a question for, uh, for coach real quick. So last year, something that I thought was a trademark of your team was the defense, right? And I, I threw out the nickname that you had the, the great wall of Weber last year with Megan Knighting, with Hannah up there. You led the conference in blocks, but behind them as well, you're losing two liberos. And so I, I guess I'm curious as to how, you, how easy or how difficult do you think it's going to be on the defensive side of things this year, losing all that talent?
3: Yeah, um, that was the thing that set apart our team from – two years ago and last year is we were, we've always been a nice blocking team, but our, our ability to dig balls and transition those digs into kills. Ashlyn was a really big, important part of that where she was able to locate better and transition. And so um, that's going to, that's a huge concern for us. We had some kids that we had lined up to be in our program and with COVID and everything, it kind of fell apart. And so we have a girl named CC Collins who's in our gym right now. That's working really hard. We have another freshman named Michaela Sorensen. Who is was Gatorade Player of the Year? That's a really good defensive defensive player. She was the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Idaho, and so which um, is the same thing Danny Nay was, you know. And so I think we have some nice diggers. I think it'll be more by committee than than what we had last year with Elena and Katie. I mean, they were both uh, so fantastic, and for sure left some a big hole. Um, and so that's really. A major concern for us that's probably the biggest concern in our program right now is how we're going to fit that fill that but cc's starting to make some really nice progress and so is michaela so so we're hoping that plus danny and Ryland getting better in the back row will kind of i mean by committee once again four people will
5: figure out a way to
3: to find those those gigs that we were missing out on
5: coach i think it's fair to say out of probably all the coaches at Weber state, you've probably led the great, the best program turnaround uh, in recent memory. Um, So my question for you is, is that over the last like three or four years, what have you learned the most about yourself as a coach that has helped to contribute to that?
3: Uh, That's a really good question. Um, Ash can kind of attest for this because she's seen me from the beginning. I think one thing I've learned is one, don't take myself so too seriously. Um, I think a lot of time coaches think they're pretty special and for sure can't laugh at themselves and enjoy being around the players. But I I think trying to not take myself so seriously is a big deal. And constantly learning like every year we're adapting and changing and growing as, as a coaching staff and challenging ourselves. And, and I think adding new wrinkles into our offenses and our defenses, but, but you can't do that if you're, I guess arrogance a good word that you think you're set in your ways and that you know everything for sure. I'm I'm constantly trying to learn to get better as much
0: as I'm trying to make these players better. Let, let's switch over to Ashlyn for just a second. Ashlyn, you last year you set the all-time record for assists at Weaver State, a, a school record. I the question that I have for you is how far in the ahead do you want to set that record so it's unbreakable for anybody that comes behind you? <laughs>
2: Obviously, I want to add to it as much as I can, um, but I think that record is just a testament to the great hitters that I have around me. They they make my job really easy. I just throw the ball up there, and they put it away. So,
0: Brooke, do you have a question for Ashlyn?
2: Yeah,
1: so I just kind of wanted to know what brought you to Weber State.
2: So in high school, I played three sports. I did volleyball, basketball, and track. Um, so I didn't get recruited a whole lot for volleyball. I knew I wanted to play volleyball. Um, but my two things that I was looking for in a school were as far away from home as possible and play volleyball at the highest level that I could. Um, and so I sent a bunch of emails out to a bunch of schools and Jeremiah was one of the people I emailed and he came to watch me and then I ended up coming to camp and and loved it. Um, so the reason that I chose to come to Weber was because, I believed in what Jeremiah wanted to do with the program and because ultimately he believed in me too and believed that I could help um, do what he wanted to do. So um, just the chance to be something, be a part of something greater than myself um, is why I wanted to come to Weber.
4: Ashley, we are so glad that you came to Ogden because you've been a staple in this program. You've been one of the building blocks for this team. It's been awesome to watch you. And I, I want to ask you a little bit about – Invictus which from what I understand you had a say in that being the team motto this year and so I I wanted to ask you a little bit about what that means to you and and uh why you and the team decided to to choose that
2: yeah so uh, Invictus is a poem and the first time I heard it was my sophomore year Jeremiah read it to us after a match actually um and it's been something that's been brought up um, time and time again over the last couple of years. And so when Sam and Rylan and I, the, the seniors sat down to talk about our team motto for our senior year, um, we wanted something that was simple, but also like just kind of encompassed like our program and our team and who we want to be like as a family. And so, um, we were talking about this poem and both Sam and Rylan have heard it since growing up so it means a ton to them um, but for me it just kind of encompasses everything that I've learned throughout my time at Weber State. Um, it talks about being the master of your fate and the captain of your soul so we thought it was very relevant for this year with COVID and just with all the uncertainty of we don't know when we're going to play or if we're going to play like it doesn't matter what circumstances get thrown at us. Like we're in control of how we react and we're going to work hard no matter what. And so I think it's just a cool motto because it goes beyond volleyball and it's something that we can carry like into our lives as people too. So.
0: Or anything to add to that, That is actually going to be my next question. So uh, where that, where that theme came from and how it's being applied to the, to the team this year.
3: Yeah. That's a poem that we share with, when I think it was probably even before Ash, um, to take a program that was just really not very good for the longest period of time and and change the culture and change who we are as, as a program and as people, I think Invictus sums it all up. And we shared that a lot about how how adversity and how, how adversity doesn't have to bring us down. Even though our head is bloodied and bowed, we can still stand up with pride in who we are and what we do. And, and through the greatest... Uh, adversities, we can come off conqueror essentially. And so, um, I was really proud that they picked that poem because it's probably the only poem I've ever read, you know, and stuff <laughs> like, so when they picked it, I, and, and listening to them speak about it, it just, I mean, it is, when you listen to our seniors talk about Invictus, I mean, that is the epitome of what Weaver state volleyball is about. It's about meeting challenges and playing with chips on their shoulders and and fighting when, it, when, the, when you're down on your luck, which is why I'm excited about this season because a lot of people don't think we are going to be very good because we lost such a wonderful senior corps um, that I, my first recruits I ever brought here. But, but these kids are fighters and they're animals, and I love the way they compete. And that's one thing Weber State will always be. We'll always be competitive because of the type of people we have in our program. Cause they're all invictives in our
0: opinion. Ashlyn, um, what's the one game that you have circled on the schedule or the one team you have circled on the schedule? Cause I don't think the full schedule has been released yet from the big sky conference.
2: Honestly, the one I have circled is our first one. I'm just so excited to be able to play and get the chance to compete again, just because we missed out on this fall and it's just, kind of been a long time coming so i'm just excited to get back on the court and be able to have the chance to play matches again
0: coach just just to wrap up with you um who should fans look out to to have a breakout season this year who's who's the player on your team that's primed to make that jump to be the next star
3: you know sam was i love sam she's like she's one of my favorite players i've ever coached. She. Her, Hannah, and Aubrey were amazing for us last year. And Sam kind of took a back seat a couple times because Hannah and Aubrey kind of beat her out towards the end of the season. But that was a kid that never stopped supporting the other middles in our program. And she was the defensive player of the week, I think, once or maybe even twice last year. Um, She's going to have a wonderful season. I think Emma Mangum, you guys will love watching Emma play. Like, she is – I mean, when she plays well, she's about as – as freakishly amazing as can be. She could be a player of the year kind of kid in our gym if, if she figures out how to have the same type of mindset Megan had and those kids that left last year. So, so there'll be some growing pains with her, but I think Sam and Emma are going to have fantastic seasons. I mean, Ryland's already established herself as one of the premier outside hitters in our league. Danny was the freshman of the year. Ash is Ash.
0: So I think those are the two you probably really want to look out for next season. Well, Coach Tutal Larson and uh, (laughs) Senior Ashland Power, thanks for uh, joining us here on Weber State Weekly. Uh, Ashland, three-time Big Sky Conference all-academic team. Uh, Last year, first team on the All-Big Sky Conference, all-time leader in assists here at Weber State. Uh, Coach Larson in his sixth season. And uh, we, we won't hold this against you, but a member of BYU's 2001 National Championship <laughs> Volleyball team. Um, it, was a
3: good, it was a good experience to be part of that program. So yeah. it's, made, it's made us who we are here. So I, I, I won't be offended if you think I'm less of a person. More.
0: Well, <laughs> we're excited. We're, we're <laughs> excited to see uh, things rocking. We hope we get some fans in the this Swenson Gym this year to, to cheer on the team. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. For part two of our Weber State Weekly Women's Sports Preview, we bring in uh, from the Wildcats soccer team, assistant coach Mike Manning and Miley Broad, a senior forward uh, local girl from Pleasant View and Weber High School, a three-year starter who started every game she played last season for the Wildcats. Coach Manning has been with the team for nine years and uh, eight officially as an assistant coach here. So welcome to Weber state weekly.
6: Thanks for having us.
0: So coach I want to start with you. Um, the big change in the soccer team this year is a new interim head coach, uh, Craig Sanders. Um, and we just kind of want to know what to expect from him as the new coach and what to expect from the team this year uh, after what I think most people would say is a disappointing two, 10 and five season last year.
6: Yeah. We, last year was a little rough on all of us, uh, so we have Coach Sanders who came in and also Kendra Smith, an ex player, who's our new assistant. Um, Coach Sanders brings a wealth of, of coaching knowledge. He actually coached uh, A.D. Tim Crompton when Tim Crompton played on the men's team here at Weber. So there's a little history there, um, and he played professionally um, in South Africa and a little bit in England, but I think there was a problem with his uh, – working permit. But um going forward, we I mean, we're we're expecting big things now. We're we're not we're not looking just to compete in the big sky. We're looking to to push it into the NCAA. He brings a different style of play. So it should be really entertaining. And once we can have fans out there, it'd be great to have everyone out there. But his style awesome. of play is 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 is, you know, it's going to take a little bit to convert um to change over some of the incoming will get it quicker than than the upper class just due to the fact that they're used to playing a different style.
4: Coach, you know we you've been around for a while now at Weber State and you've seen a few different coaching changes. I kind of want to I I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about Coach Sanders' playing style. You say it's going to be different. What's going to be different about about this year's team from last year?
6: It, it's just the way we're going to attack the goal. Um it's gonna be more of a, a, a patience, a more of a more of a possession type style where we're gonna see the ball. I mean, last year, if you look at our stats, the only part we failed in conference was putting the ball in the net. And Miley will fix that this year for us. She promised me. Um but um, no
0: pressure there, Miley.
6: Yeah. It, it's just it, it's a different style on how we're gonna possess the ball and how we're gonna to, to go and move the ball up the field. That's probably the best way to explain it just because it's such a fluid game.
0: So Miley, from a player's perspective, how hard is it and how difficult is it to transition uh, coaching staffs and and change your, your style of play?
7: It hasn't been super hard for me, especially because Craig's coaching style is very similar to what I had in comp. That was kind of what I was used to before coming into Weber. And it was, it wasn't too different with him, but Craig definitely emphasizes just being calm on the ball rather than just go 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 because we kind of were getting that with Tim a little bit too excited. So yeah, Craig calms us down for sure.
5: So Miley, I wanted I wanted to ask you uh, a a question. Um, uh, If you were going to describe the way you play to someone who'd never seen you play before, how would you do that?
7: Me myself.
5: You yourself. Yes.
7: I would say that. I am pretty patient. I'm not one that necessarily loves the attention to be on me. So I'm very like I'll play to others. I'm very unselfish, I think when I play. Like I like to give other people the glory maybe maybe more than to get it myself. And that might be a problem. That might be why we hadn't had too many opportunities up top because I I think I'm a little bit passive up there, but yeah, that's how
1: I would describe my play. Yeah. So um, I've always thought it was cool that the, um, that Tim and the, the soccer program has always recruited locally. Is that still kind of the plan with the new coach? Yeah.
6: yeah our, our philosophy has always been uh, why look outside your own backyard? If you can find the talent here difference being now is, I mean, I've been around college soccer, since 96 so it's a different recruiting now there's there's a lot more division one programs now in the state of Utah so recruit especially with Dixie coming in going division one it's just there, there's less fruit to be picked there's more people picking it so you know and, and it's hard I mean I think uh, going forward we'd like to ch- try to be in the top three division one soccer programs in the state um, pretty easy to guess the other two. So, yeah, we, we always look out in our backyard first. Um, Cause there's no, no need to look anywhere else, but there's also, it's harder being a local player. Um, and the reason being is because let's say you go to school back East, no one knows what you did in the game. You know, you don't have your friends there. You don't have family there. Um, when you play when, when you're a local kid and play at a local college, everyone knows what you did in the game. Did you miss the shot? Did you did you have an own goal? Cause because they're there. But we like it. Utah, I'm originally from Southern California. And so Utah has made strides on, on their club soccer and, and their coaching in, in high school too to to bring out better players. So yeah, we'd love to look in our backyard first. AC,
0: you had another question.
4: I do. I have a question for Miley along those same lines. Miley, your, your local product you know, from Pleasant View, how much fun has it been for you to represent your local school over the last three years?
7: It's been awesome. I love it. I love being so close to home and I live at home. So it's been so nice to just have campus 10 minutes away. And yeah, just like being able to have all of my family at the games. I don't know how things will be coming up but yeah to be able to have all my family come and be able to support me right there that's been amazing
0: from a player's perspective what defines success for the team this year is it is it record is it beating a certain team what is it that that is going to define this as a successful season for the 2020 Wildcats
7: um I think that we are we're aiming pretty high for ourselves um Last year, we didn't have the best record. And a lot of what Mike was saying was it was because of um, our offense not being able to finish. And so we've been working really hard at being able to be better at that in this next upcoming year. And, yeah, we, we think we had pretty good stats in every other aspect. So as long as we're, like, focusing on that, we think we're going to do really well.
0: And, Coach, what's it going to take to uh, return the team to the top of the Big Sky table?
6: Putting the ball in the net. I think we're there. COVID, I hate to say this, but it might have been a little bit of a blessing with us because usually we're at the end of our conference season already. Mm -hmm. So by the time they report in August to our first game is usually 10 days. And we can't have any contact with them before over the summer. So we have 10 days to get ready for our first contest. And then after that is just every weekend you're going, you're going, you're going. So we're able to work a lot more with with the uh, teams, with our with our girls. And and we've really discovered a lot of things, a lot of talent on it, that people in different positions. So I look at us making the NCAAs this year. I think we're going to – It's a lofty win. goal. Well, it's an automatic qualifier. All we got to do is win our conference. And I think yep. – I mean, if you look back, I mean, we were out shooting conference teams 24 to 2 and not putting the ball in the net and ending up with a drop. And we always give ourselves a very hard non-conference schedule. I mean, last year we opened up at Cal. Before COVID, we were going to have the number four team in the nation and the number nine team in the nation in our non-conference schedule. So we don't, we'll play anyone anywhere. I mean, we're almost like the uh, women's soccer Boise State, you know. We'll just got, Cause they won't come to us, but we'll, we'll go to you. We'll play you anywhere. We're not afraid of anyone.
0: And then my Miley, finally, what's the one team, what's the one game or one team in the big sky conference that you have circled on your calendar?
7: Probably Montana. They, they have me. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of the place that we've all been wanting to get to and get to show them what we actually can do
0: as wildcat fans. You can never go wrong wanting to play Montana and beat them we we want to we love hearing that (laughs) that's a great answer great answer all right well thank you to assistant coach Michael Manning and and senior forward Miley Broad uh, from Wildcat Women's Soccer Uh, wish you all the best in the season this year and thanks for spending some time here with us at Weber State Weekly
6: great hey thanks for having us
7: yeah thank you
0: and finally, on our Weber State Weekly Women's Sports Preview, we bring in the women's basketball team. We've got Coach V. valeda Harris and junior guard Cheyenne Johnson out of Killeen, Texas, who played in every game as a freshman, starter as a sophomore, averaging 6.3 points per game and three rebounds per game for the Wildcats. Welcome, ladies, uh, to the show.
8: Thank you for having us.
0: Coach, we're going to start with you. Um, what are some of the team goals that we have for this year? What's, what's, what are you looking forward to? And what can we expect as Wildcat fans from women's basketball?
8: Well, you know, I'm excited, you know, it's year three, you know, it's taking some time to, to get in. I think the the culture and the type of kids that um, I've wanted in this program. And um, I'm really excited about this group, you know, knocking on wood. We're uh, fairly healthy right now. You know, last year was a struggle. We had Cheyenne being one of them. Um, a lot of our experience that was not playing last year, but it, it helped our freshmen. So what I'm expecting is, is, it, is a solid year in terms of us, what we can do defensively, how we can push the tempo offensively. Um, I'm just excited about the chemistry that I'm seeing in practice. So I look for it to be an an incredible jump for us as a program this year.
0: That's great. Uh, This will be your first year with uh, 10 actually healthy players. You've you've dealt with a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. Um, And and that's probably affected the record somewhat.
8: Yeah. It's, it's nice to be at practice and we see a full gym. Like we kind of, we kind of joke a little bit. We're like, gosh, who are all these people, you know, that we have moving around. So I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I haven't, you know, I didn't lower my expectations last year. I will not this year. And I'm, I'm just excited about the kids that are coming back with the combination of that, the first two recruiting classes.
0: Cheyenne, you sat out last, most of last year with an injury. How did sitting on the bench and, and rehabbing and watching the team play, how did that affect your approach to this season?
9: It was hard to sit down and like watch, you know, not be able to go out there and help. So this year, like I'm really motivated to like, Help us win a championship, obviously, but like just win games and coach always says, take it one step or one game at a time. But I am looking forward to really doing a lot for the team this year in regards in like wins and culture and all that.
0: Brooke, uh, we're going to let you start with the questions for women's basketball. Brooke Minnick, super fan, attends every women's basketball game in person, live at the D Event Center.
1: Yeah, so um, there is a schedule announced. so I'm hoping fans will be allowed in. So what what schools are um, some of the matchups that you're looking forward to?
8: Uh, I'll answer this one. Shia may not even know the entire schedule. We've had to change it several times just because of the situation that we're in with COVID. Um, but preseason, you know, we're trying to settle in on that. Um, We're going to Grand Canyon. So I'm looking forward to that, that opportunity um, to play a a good program. Um, A new coach who's come up from um, a different conference, but she's very competitive, very, very good. Um, We're going to play Pacific, which is a great team that's from California. Omaha is set. We're set to play them on our schedule, but we open up the conference with Portland state. And so you Brooke, you may or may not know. I think you've seen the conference schedule. Um, those first two dates, they're actually the 18th and 20th of December, but we play each team back to, we play them back to back in the same location. So it's no longer home and away just based on what's going on right now. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about opportunity to play a team, you know, from the jump and be ready to play them on Thursday, turn around and play them on Saturday, because I think my coaches do a really good job in terms of our scout and preparation. It, this, this is a, this is a good opportunity for us.
0: Coach, I wanted to ask you about the difference of that, of, of staying in a city and and playing a team back-to-back versus maybe seeing them in the first half of the year or the second half of the year. Seeing Portland uh, really early in the season, um, seeing another team late in the season, how do you think that affects – and going into like the conference tournament uh, where you see teams grow and, and change over the course of the year, do you think that affects your scouting and, and how that uh, will play out over the course of the season – having that logistical difference of staying in a city back to back.
8: I think it's different you know, it's uh, it's different, but I think it's, it's not terrible. Can I say that? It's not terrible because you get that same team, you know, during that same time of the season. So yes, we're all going to be vastly different from December, you know, to March, you know, different teams, but again, we can prep for that. Like we've always done, but just being able to play said team like Idaho, who's probably going to be the top in the conference, be able to play them back and back back to back and make that quick, adjustment, you know, and I, I think that's gonna be good for our kids. We have the combination of uh, maturity and older players who've had that experience and some younger players who, you know, that's that scout piece is a tough piece for them. You know, so be to be able to play that team just twice, I think that's gonna be that's gonna um, be really, really good for our program in particular.
9: Um I think you're right in terms of like scout and stuff. And then we have a lot of our older players back like Coach V said. So I'm not really like upset that we're playing teams back to back because like, it just gives us like a quicker time period between games to like understand what they're doing. If this happens, we're not planning on it, but making adjustments the next game, you know, just get that back to back win, you know, and I don't know, I just like it. I think it's cool that it's back to back. It's different.
5: Uh, Coach Harris, so since this is year year three, you're kind of starting to get the players that you want and uh, into the program. So what would you describe as your ideal style of basketball that you would like to play um, now that more of your recruits are getting into the program?
8: I think our ideal style of play is a little more up tempo, especially defensively. You know, um, that's where I get excited in practice. Honestly, right now is because we have a lot of kids who can get in passing lanes, get deflections, Um, and then the more that we can do that, the easier it is for us to transition. You know, into offense, and so we get our hands on balls that puts us in the lanes, and we're trying to get layups. You know, we're trying to score a little quicker. I think that's what I prefer. Um, What also I prefer is is what I like that we have right now is we have mobile um, posts we call them bigs, but we have mobile posts that can get up and down the floor. So with that, with, with them and the combination that we have on the perimeter, real physical players, Cheyenne would be one. She's probably our top defender that I've had since I've been here at Weber. And, and just the physicality of it. And the, you know, I affectionately say we want to be dogs. We want to be dogs. We want to really be up in someone and make the, make the ref have to blow that whistle and back us off. You know, that's really what I want. And I think I think the girls have, have gotten that idea. I think they understand that.
0: Coach, we wanted to ask you about uh, transfer Emma Torbert and what she brings to the team uh, after transferring from Nevada.
8: Um, Emma's talented. You know, she came out of high school a, a, a four-star player, you know, so, so we know that she's very, very capable. Um, with anybody transferring, there's always an adjustment. You know, it's about the style of play. It's about getting to know her teammates, you know, getting to know my style of coaching. Um, But Emma's, Emma's been good in in the sense that she's, she's a player. Like she can shoot, she can shoot from deep. Um, She is a lot to handle on the block. I'm just going to say that she's a tough piece on the block. She, she's also a very good passer. So that versatility at the post, I'm I'm excited about. And I think the, the players enjoy playing with her. You know, I think the adjustment for her is just chemistry, you know, getting comfortable playing with everybody else. But I think slowly she's, she's making that adjustment. And I, and I believe the team is excited to play with her and she's a, she's a talented piece um to our puzzle and so having her and then having Dominique back um from you know that experience and she's a graduate and she's hungry and she's ready and then having the freshman um Jaden Matthews who got so much experience more than any freshman would probably get you know on a regular program and so just the combination of them and Vic um Emma brings a lot and I think um her playing with those particular posts and then opening everything up outside it's, it's going
4: to be fun. I got a lot of questions. Uh, my first question, though, I'm going to ask Shai a question, if that's all right. So, before your injury, you know, you sat out last year, and before your injury, you were super versatile. You're a great defender. You could score, you could do a little bit of everything. And last year, you sat out, you got a chance to watch a lot. And I, I want to know I kind of want you to reintroduce yourself to us as a player. How have you changed as a player with that year off?
9: Before I, like, got hurt, I was more of, like, really quick, like, always on the go kind of player, and I feel like having to sit and, you know, as long as recovering from my injury, like, I feel like I can still do that, but then I'm also more patient, so that makes me see the floor more, like, understand everything that's going on, so I still feel like I can bring back all that, and then I'm also more open to the game. I would I wouldn't say my IQ would be better because I already had a good IQ, but I just <laughs> I just feel like sitting out just made me more mature in the game and like I know when to turn it on and turn it off. So I feel like that's pretty good that I Got that experience opportunity
0: and Shai. We've asked everybody on our show tonight uh, this question, and so we're gonna we're gonna ask you what's the one team or the the one game on the schedule that you have uh, circled as the one that you want to play in that you're excited uh, the team you want to beat, as it were.
9: There's multiple teams, but the one at the very top that I just can't wait is Idaho State. Idaho State is like that team that we just have to, you know. I don't want to say destroy, but I plan on destroying them, actually. So that's the one game I'm excited about.
0: Good answer. And that is a good answer. And the one team that you get to play home and home, uh, and instead of the two two games in one city, you get them both at home and on the road. Weird things always happen in Pocatello. Uh, so we hope that you can, you can sweep the Bengals this year. Um, coach, a couple last things for both of you. Um, last year, uh, the kind of theme was you, know, you have these in hashtag form. Last year was leap. This year is the rise. Can, can, can we hear from both of you about the rise, what that means to you as a, as a coach or a player? And, and what you hope that that uh, establishes for the team this year?
8: Well, LEAP was us in terms of making the jump um, culturally, in terms of how we present ourselves off the floor, in terms of how we want to play and how we want to fight. That's what LEAP was. And I think we've, we've made tremendous strides. You know, um, by the time the season ended, no, our record wasn't what it should have been. But, you know, just that conference game, you know, help me understand, okay, these girls have made, we have made a, a jump in some way. And today, and, and this year's theme is the rise and it's hearts, and Minds as well, because, you know, this is, this is about our growth and our maturity. And the rise is what we're going to do on the floor. That's the change now. It's about us getting on the floor and putting out a product that fans want to watch and a product that we're very proud of. That's what the rise is about.
9: From a player's perspective, what Coach V said, but also it's, Just mainly about how we could show people the kind of players and the kind of team that we are on and off the court. So the Rise is basically saying, like, yeah, I know we have a lot of people that are like, oh, their record's not so good. They might not have good players, but we're time, it's like time to show them that we are, like who we are, where we were staying and we come to win and we come to play hard. And Habits, Hearts and Mind, she reminds us about that. It's it's literally everything that we do coming to the court, you know, and how you are as a person coming to the court. So when I think of the rise, I just know that it's our time to like show people we're ready to win and we're we're deserving of a championship.
0: Well, we hope you get there this year uh, and good things. Uh, definitely looking forward to an improvement off the disappointing record from last year, uh, four and 26. I, I think this team with healthy players and, and being able to get out and the chemistry that your that coach V is bringing to the team. Uh, I think it's, it's easy for fans to expect something more than, than, than four wins this year. And, and we hope we, we, we see that, that rise in the record as well. And coach uh, and both of you really, um, not just winners on the court, um, but winners off the court saw that, uh, uh, the women's basketball team was involved with helping out, uh, Weaver County elections, uh, getting the voting prep up, uh, for, for this week's election and, and showing good, uh, pride and service in the Ogden community. Uh, and that's what being a student athlete is all about.
8: Thank you guys very much for having us. We really appreciate it. We're excited.
0: We'd like to thank the coaches and players from the Weber State Wildcat women's programs for coming to join us on the show today. Um, Great interviews. We look forward to a great season from uh, volleyball, soccer, and women's basketball. But for a few minutes, just to wrap up tonight, we want to bring in our panel and get their takes on what we just heard and what their expectations are for the programs this year. So Brooke, we're going to start with you. What What did you think of the, the coaches and the players we heard from tonight?
1: I think it was awesome. It was nice to get their point of view on what's going on and their takes on the upcoming schedules. And and I'm looking forward to basketball being back in business.
4: (laughs) What a show. That was fantastic. And nobody in the big sky is doing this. Nobody in the big sky is doing this. This is Weber state weekly. We give our teams their due respect. And it was awesome. I've been saying it. We're living in the golden age of Weber state athletics. This is as good as it gets. And after listening to all six of those interviews, all six of those uh, of our uh, coaches, players, I don't know how you can't be excited, right? Every single one of these teams has super lofty goals. They're all hoping for a ton of success. And I think they're set up for success as well. So this year, I'm telling you, this is the best time to be a Weber State Wildcats fan.
5: Yeah, a lot of good stu- uh, stuff this evening. I mean, a little little confirmation bias. Um, every time I hear uh, Coach Larson talk, I, I, I'm i more and more impressed. And, you know, I think that if you have an opportunity this spring, uh, really get down to the, you know, Swenson Gym and watch those ladies play. Um, they were one of the most exciting teams um, out west uh, last year in volleyball. And, you know, it's a great venue to watch any sport sporting event, So, you know, go, go, go check them out. Um, obviously, except, you know, there's been a lot of news with, you know, coach Sanders over the last couple of weeks being named the permanent uh, head women's soccer coach. Um, going to be excited to watch and see, you know, um, th- them play. I think if anybody is a soccer fan, you know, when you hear that, you, your team is going to be taking more of the impetus of the game by having, you know, a possession based system like that should make you excited because the best teams in the world, whether it's Barcelona, Bayern Munich, you know, whoever, um, that's the kind of soccer that they play. And so having someone that wants to emulate that at Weaver State is obviously, um, uh, you know, very, very Um, Very, very nice to hear. Um, And then finally, with the women's basketball team, I mean, you know, um, we've kind of talked about this before. It was a big, it's a big rebuilding job. Um, You know, when Coach V arrived on campus, there wasn't really a lot in the cupboard um, for, you know, her as far as talent was concerned, but this is year three and more and more of her players are you know getting in the program and like she said you know we're going to start being able to see the style of basketball that she wants to play and hopefully start forming a little bit of an identity as to what Weber State women's basketball is going to mean in the future so all in all you know a lot of really exciting stuff and you please you know if you can if we have fans in the stands make sure that you know you can get out and support these ladies on the field and on the court you going to so show up John wanna... Kane you going to come to these games I well I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a spring appearance at some point. I don't know when that is going to be, but I'm gonna hit as many Weber State uh, sporting events as I can
0: uh, when I make that spring appearance this year. Yes, John, sir. John let's King go. is committing committing to watching as much on Pluto TV as he can. All right, panel. I just got to follow up on one thing with you and one a minor correction for John. Um, Coach Sanders is still has the interim tag. On, so not the full head coach yet, still still an interim. But we heard all three coaches talk about the, the rise that they want to take. Obviously, volleyball is closest to the top of the conference, finishing second last year. Soccer and basketball finished at the bottom of the standings in their respective uh, sports. Um, is it homerism or do you think that there really is op- optimism that uh, soccer and women's basketball will see a leap or a rise in the standings this year. John King, start with you.
5: I I think there is, you know, good reason for optimism. I mean, as far as soccer goes, like I said, every one of the best teams in the world plays a possession based style of the game. So in order to be one of the better teams in the conference, you're also going to have to do that. So seeing that kind of being implemented into the program, that's going to be a style of soccer that allows you to be at, you know, compete at the top level, win your conference, go to the NCAA tournament, all those type things. Um, you know, I'm more, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic about um, uh, women's basketball. I think that there were, you know, I mean, the record wasn't what you wanted to see out of it last year, but I think that there were some bright spots with some individual performances. And then obviously, you know, as we kind of talked throughout the interview with coach V you um, health plays such a major key and, you know, being able to fill, you know, a more full um, team this year and have more bodies available. Like that just makes everybody better. I mean, like, can you imagine going through a basketball practice and maybe only having seven healthy people and like not being able to do like any sort of live action scrimmaging or anything like that. That's almost impossible, impossible situation for any coach. And so You know, I think all of those reasons should lead to some optimism around both those programs coming up this year.
4: I am the single biggest Weber State Volleyball fan in the world. Like, I love Weber State Volleyball. They're at the top. They're staying at the top. I'll leave it there. Women's soccer. I think that the women's soccer team is going to see a big improvement, right? I think that Coach Sanders is going to have these ladies play in a style of soccer that's going to fit them. I think he knows this team, he knows these players and he knows what style is going to fit them and bring them the most success. I'm really excited to see what he does with them. I think that I I think that this team with the core of players that they have I think that they gel together. I think that there's chemistry there and I think that we'll see a big improvement in the the women's soccer team. With women's basketball, I've been saying it like I am a firm believer in coach V I'm a firm believer in this year's sophomore class, which is Jaden Matthews, Ula Chamberlain, Darren Hickok. I think those three are going to see a lot of success wearing Wildcat Purple. And I'm super excited to see what they do this year. Cheyenne Johnson coming back from injury. Emma Torbert coming in from, from Nevada. This team has talent. They have experience. I think they're going to eliminate the turnovers that we saw a ton of last year. And so the basketball team, I think, is also going to see a big improvement. I don't think they're going to be top of the conference this year. I think we're still going to see a massive improvement over last year. Call it homerism, call it optimism, call it what you will. That's my take and I'm sticking with
0: it. All right, and Brooke, the last word goes to you. Optimism <laughs> for improvement for the soccer and basketball teams this year.
1: I think there's an they can only go up from where they've been last year. And I, with soccer, I it sounds like they've got a good plan, um, more possession, um, and they know they've got to finish. And then for basketball, I mean, their scores and their record last year did was not a good indicator of really how that team was. And I think players like Jada Matthews carried the team. And with um, Dominique and Cheyenne coming back from their injuries, I think it'll help them tremendously.
0: Reason for optimism in Ogden this year uh, for women's sports. Thank you so much for joining us for our panel, uh, for your analysis, and again to the coaches and players that were with us tonight on Weber State Weekly. Um, Transitioning, hey guess what fans, we do have an event. Nature is healing. The earth is returning back to its natural state on Friday. Uh, men's uh, cross country, women's cross country is not participating, uh, but the men's cross country and women's cross country are hosting the Weaver State U Invitational at the Round Valley Golf Course uh, out in Morgan. So uh, an actual Weaver State sporting event this week for Wildcat fans to cheer from. That's our show as we wrap up. Uh, just a reminder to join us. If you have thoughts or comments, you can email us at weberstateweekly at gmail Join us on the Weber State Weekly F- Facebook page uh, and the Weber State Fans page. is a growing group of Weber State fans uh, who bleed purple and want to cheer for the Wildcats, uh, you can join us at Twitter at Weber State Weekly or on Instagram at the same handle, or find us at our website home. WeberStateWeekly.com. And for that Wildcats, I will uh, hand the chair back to our host, Colby Peterson. And in his honor, uh, we'll wrap it up by saying Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: Go Wildcats. Oh!